This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There comes a time in everyone's life. When talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from T-Mobile Park in Seattle, Washington, where today the Houston Astros play game three of a four-game series against the Seattle Mariners. Astros have taken the first two games, including an 11-5 win yesterday. Alex Bregman, two hits, including a double, drove in three. Tony Kemp, two for four with a homer, as the Astros have won five in a row and seven of their last eight. Mariners have lost four straight in 16 of their last 21. Astros 42 and 20 and first in the AOS 10 games ahead of the Rangers Mariners 25 and 39 last in the West 18 games behind the Astros. It's time for the day's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist the official health care provider for the Houston Astros Houston Methodist leading medicine. Brad Peacock's on the mound for the Astros today and Pre- Peacock has been outstanding. Astros have won each of his last five starts, yeah. Peacock, a .93 ERA. Yeah, that. that is outstanding. You always look at the Astros' starting rotation, and I think you think, obviously, Verlander and Cole, and then you think Miley after that, and Miley for good reason. You think about Miley because he's been so consistent. But all of a sudden, you're looking at Brad Peacock, and he's got numbers that match any of those pitchers right now. And the way he's doing it and some of the changes he's made has made some sense. He's gone to the windup. Feels like he has more rhythm in his delivery, maybe some more deception. But the fastball's real, the slider's real, the strikeouts are up, walks are down, everything looks great with Brad Peacock. Meanwhile, Mike Leake getting the ball for the Seattle Mariners tonight and coming off a really strong outing his last time out. He had struggled before that, 4.71 ERA in his last 12, or in his 12 starts this year. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, the Astros hit him pretty well. Yeah. You know, it's kind of methodical. It's not like they have a real big inning, but it's always, you know, five runs and six innings pitch, something like that. The Astros are just able to kind of outlast him. He's a sinker ball pitcher, and uh, the Astros seem, I, I think, that to hit sinker ball pitchers very well because they have a simple plan. They just make him get the ball up. Case of the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, we got to see Miles Straw at shortstop in the latter part of last night's game. Came on to play short in the seventh inning. But he's going to start at shortstop today. This is something that had kind of been in the works. Have been playing quite a bit of shortstop at AAA as the Astros trying to increase his versatility. You know, it's not Wade Miley pitching, so you're not going to get a ton of ground balls because Peacock, I think, is more of a fly ball pitcher. But uh, he's going to get tested. He's going to have two or three ground balls during the course of this game, and they're going to try to put him in the best place possible. Uh, he's a little bit better to his left than he is to his right. The backhand's giving him some troubles right now. As you would expect, I mean, this is a – an outfielder, but the Astros feel like uh, he can become a very valuable member of their roster if they can move him around just a little bit more. Just a little bit. That's all you need. And and Straw, certainly when he gets on base, man, he is really, he's really special. 
No question about that. Coming up next, we'll have the Manager's Show with A.J. Hinch, presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll hear from Astros second baseman and outfielder Tony Kemp. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Papadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. It's a grounder up the middle, and that's a base hit. Straw around third. He'll tie it up on Fisher single. Marisnik over to the third base. It's five to five here in Seattle. Great job by Derek Fisher. And he swings and he hits a number up the third base line. Siegel will charge, go to first base with it, and he's out. And the Astros score a run on that ground out by Bregman and now leads six to five. That ball is lifted into left center field. A long run for Malik Smith. He'll get there. Fisher tagging at third, and it's a sacrifice fly for Gary L. The Astros score, and they lead seven to five. And that's bounced up the middle and past the dive of the shortstop and into center for a base hit. Around third, Chirinos, he will score. An RBI single for Straw to make it 8-5 to five Astros. That is Smoke past the dive of Seager and down the left field line. Around third, Kemp, he will score. Straw flying around third. He'll score as well. Marisnik a big turn at second. He'll settle for a two-run double. 10-5 to five Astros. Swing and a foul tip into the glove of the catcher, Chirinos, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros continue their winning ways as they're undefeated on this road trip, winning their fifth in a row, defeating the Seattle Mariners tonight by a final score of 11 to 5. Welcome back to Astro Launch before the third game of this four game series with the Seattle Mariners. The Astros have won the first two and the way you guys win games now, AJ, it's it's entertaining. It's kind of fun to watch. It's just a different brand of baseball, but you guys are, are playing kind of small ball. Yeah, we have we have a pretty active team now and and you know, I, I think we've embraced the fact that we've got to create opportunities. We got speed all over the diamond now. Mm-hmm. We have guys that uh, are a little bullish on the bases. We we've been able to to get some sparks. Tony Kemp has come up with some big big hits. Miles Straw has done a nice job, and when he's gotten in there, Jake Marisnik continues to be productive. Um, it's been nice to see different guys do some things and and get opportunities. And then when we have to create some things, we put pressure on the opponent. And it's it's not always about stealing the base, but the the pitcher seems very distracted nowadays when when our guys get on base. Now I know you want all these guys back as soon as possible, but. You can maybe wait another day or two just to make sure that they're not going to run into any kind of problems because you, you guys are playing a great brand. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, we can play smart with our guys, and we want them to be healthy to begin with. But obviously, getting Altuve and Springer and and, and Correa Diaz back, getting Colin McHugh healthy will will strengthen our team. But I I love the fact that these guys are all jockeying for position on on who gets to stay when those guys come back. And it it's a great competitive environment. Our, our vibe is really good. I think these guys have talked about this in the, in the minors before. If they just get their opportunity, they talk about being blocked all the time. Yeah. And, and they're showcasing their talents when they, when they get in there. Devo's been pitching much better. You know, the last month or so, you know, slowly but surely we're starting to see Devo, what we saw the first half last year. Do you see some improvements? Yeah, he's throwing hard, which is a good sign, and, and he, he's letting it go, and, and I like the fact that he's being aggressive and, 
and and kind of not not being careful. You know, he's he's coming at right at hitters. He's got 95 now. Yeah. Uh, his changeup's been pretty good. He's spinning a few sliders. So uh, more and more outings are, are encouraging, and that, that means he's going to be used a little more. Guriel, uh, he's kind of the mainstay in the middle of the lineup right now b- between Bregman and Brantley, but Guriel's kind of backing those guys up. Just a steady performer, uh, better th- on defense than I think a lot of people realize, but not prototypical as a first baseman. What do you like about him? Well, I like his, I like his actions around the base. I like I like that he's a swing first mentality wise at the plate. I think he's a very smart guy. You know, I think he hits better when there's situations involved, right? So we need a runner on third yesterday. Was with, they they intentionally walk um, uh, Brantley to get to him, and and he knows he's got to get he got a sinker ball guy in there. He waits the count out, gets a ball elevated. He can hit the ball to the to the middle of the diamond in the air for a sack fly. He he's very 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 good at, at situational hitting, and, and action is going to happen when he's there. Um, and, I, and I think his defense is underrated. I think at first base, yeah. the, he can play way off first base because of his athleticism. He picks balls well. Um, he's a third baseman playing first base, and I, I think he's you know, kind of an under-the-radar guy for us that's quiet, but, but yet part of the glue that keeps us together. I feel like you guys are just a, a good offensive team, period. But when, whenever you're facing a sinker baller, I, I get a, even a little bit more excited because I think you handled them – Maybe better than anybody, and that's what Mike Leake is. Yeah, we th- we th- anytime you throw the ball down to us, there's some danger down there. I mean, Chirinos, uh, not on the lineup tonight, but but hitting low fastballs out of the ballpark. Yeah. yeah, we have guys that just handle the ball down. Jake Marisnik handles the ball down. Michael Brantley handles the ball down. Josh Reddick handles yeah. the ball down. Uh, then we've got guys like Kemp and Straw in the lineup tonight that um, when they put the ball in play, they put a lot of pressure on the opponent. So um, it's a good matchup for us. I don't think he's going to just throw the ball down to us. I think he's going to create some different things and try to be unpredictable with the, the five, six, seven pitches that he has. But um, we're, we're, we're operating on all cylinders right now. Four months ago, I bet you wouldn't have thought that you were going to start Miles Straw at shortstop, would you? Yeah, so it's Alex Cintron, our hitting coach, told me today, he was like, I'm going to frame this lineup card because I, I never would have imagined that this would be the lineup uh-huh. you know, in a major league game. It's This is this is new opportunities for a lot of guys. We're not uh, always going to play Tony Kemp at second base or Miles Straw at, at short with Yuli off today. White's playing first. Um, you know, Fisher's on this team. I just didn't, the volume of guys that were considered depth pieces for us are now playing primary positions, and, and uh, it's, a new, it's a unique lineup. And the challenge for him, I would imagine, is just the speed of the game, being able to slow yourself down enough not to try to get in a hurry. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's getting the first ball hit at you and, and have you field it and throw it to first. You know, I, I, he's done this. He played close to 30 games, I think, in AAA. We've been working with him every day. There's, you know, I put him in the, in the game last night because of his speed, and he ended up having to play short. Probably the most nervous he's been on a major league field, even in his debut. So I, uh, it's new for him. I hope the first ball is a two-hopper right at him, and he can flip the ball over to first base and get his, you know, get his feet wet. But um, there's no better place to do it. Seattle, this is a, this is a place that, that, uh, that he's played before. He just hasn't played this position. I asked Brad Peacock yesterday, hey, have you thrown to, to Garrett Stubbs yet? He said, you know what, I, I don't remember. Uh, I don't think I did. And I said, uh, do, you, do you mind if he's catching you tomorrow? Oh, no, I don't care. I don't care at all. Yeah. It doesn't phase him a bit. No, nothing does. I mean, the weather doesn't. The opponent doesn't. The time of day doesn't. Um, he's my least maintenance pitcher on our pitching staff. So 
Um, you know, ambushing them with a, a unique defense. Garrett Stubbs, first time catching them. No big deal. Uh, Brad Peacock will just kind of sigh and go about his business and hopefully throw seven strong. All right, good luck tonight. Thanks, Bernie. Tony Kemp will lead things off the second baseman. Figures to get plenty of at-bats for this period of time with all the guys on the IL. He's proven to be very versatile for the Astros and a real spark in the lineup. Here's the 2-2. Change up, and he rips that down the right field line. Fair or foul, and it is it's gone. Kemp with a home run puts the Astros on top with his third of the year. And that was like lightning. Just kept his hands back on that change up just long enough. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Tony Kemp. Big home run in yesterday's ball game. They get the Astros on the board. and Andrew Moore been throwing a lot of change ups. Been an effective pitch for him. Hit your home run on, on a change up. Was that something you were looking for going into that about yeah uh you know he fooled me with it uh on the 0-1 pitch and uh you know finally got back to an even count 2-2 and uh just had a feeling that he was going to go back to it and just try to put a good swing on it and just got over the fence so that was a good thing you know it's interesting you think about 2-2 versus 3-2 it almost seems like hitters sometimes are more aggressive and will swing out of the zone more on 3-2 than they will on 2-2. Have you noticed much of a difference in yourself in terms of those counts? Yeah, I agree. It's a little it's a little tougher just because you don't want to expand your zone. And, yeah. uh, you know, once you get to 3-2, uh, you kind of want to keep that zone a little tighter. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can expand and not even do it uh, purposefully. You kind of do it on accident. So, uh, yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to agree with you on that. But, you know, this team's been having good at-bats. They've been putting... Uh, good things together, and we've been executing. And you talk about the the quality of the at bats, and that that seems like that's contagious. Like when you see everybody else doing it, you want you want to join in on it. Yeah, yeah, hitting's definitely contagious. I'll yeah. always say that, and uh, this this is what this team does does well. They just pass the hat to the next guy, and uh, everybody's doing their job, and uh, we're having fun doing it. Been playing a lot more second base. That's grounded sharply past Presley. Kemp dives, fields it behind second, throws to first in time. How about that? Tony Kemp, that was a sweet play. That looked like it was taken in for center field easily. Ranging to his right, two or three steps before the dive, backhanding it, coming up with it cleanly and a good strong throw to complete it. Playing a lot more second base starting there today. It's a position, obviously, you're pretty familiar with. Drafted at second base before moving to the outfield, and you play both positions in college. What's the familiarity, comfort level for you at second base at this point? Yeah, it's getting it's getting back there. Uh, I had to, had to dust some cobwebs off there for a second, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just like riding a bike, getting back out there, getting reps, early work, and making sure that uh, my feet are moving through the ball and towards first base. And uh, you know, it's it's one of those things you get back out there, and it, your instincts kind of just take over. So just. Going out there, trying my best, doing anything I can for the team, and, uh, you know, we're playing good defense as well. What's the toughest transition coming from the outfield to second base? I think just the the mental clock that's in your head for a ground ball, you know, it's a usually it's a four-second play. Most guys get down to first base in four seconds, and uh, it seems quick, but uh, it, can, it can sometimes last like an eternity. So you just have to make sure that uh, your internal clock is, is set right and you know which kind of runners that you have and, uh, the ground balls you need to charge and go through, and the, the ground balls that you can hang back on, you have some more time. You just need to know who your runners are. The draft is wrapping up today, and you were drafted fifth-round pick out of Vanderbilt in 2013. If I remember correctly, you were playing at the time that you were you were drafted. What do you remember about that day and how you found out? Yeah, it's a special day. We were actually practicing uh, for a Super Regional. We were playing mm-hmm. Louisville and uh my good friend Conrad Gregor was drafted in the fourth round, and then right. I went in the fifth round. We celebrated on the field, and uh, I remember 
uh, Drew Fan, who was our operations guy, uh, just gave me a thumbs up, and I was like, you know, obviously that's a that's a good sign, and uh, he just flashed me a five and a one, so uh, I just thought a fifth, fifth round first pick, and I knew that was the Astros because uh, Conrad went uh, in the first pick in the fourth round, so. It was awesome that we were going to be starting our pro uh, our pro careers together, but it was it, it, it's always hard. I always wish that the draft was after college baseball because yeah. it can kind of take away that excitement. Obviously, the teammates are excited for each other, but uh, you know sometimes guys forget that you know they're still in college and you know they want to get the pro career started early. But yeah, it's a special day. Yeah, what what is that feeling like when you know, like you said, you get drafted, you still have business to take care of and, and important games trying to get get to a college world series and win but yet you know you're going to be playing beyond yeah i think you know i wish the draft would get moved back i think it would just be a time to if it was after the college world series and Mm -hmm. uh you know then people would have a better understanding of you know you could be more with your family and you can uh you know more more high school guys are college guys it's a little different because families are all over the place but yeah uh it, it's just a diff, it's just a weird time because you want to immerse yourself in the team but you know then again you have to think about a future for yourself too so uh you know playing getting drafted uh it does take some pressure off once you're going to play but then you have to think about the guys that don't get taken where they get where they were projected or where they want to uh you know that there's an added pressure there because they haven't been drafted yet and they're yeah. trying to go out and uh go to a, a college world series with that in the back of their head so some guys can handle it, some guys can't so uh, yeah, I just wish it was after. I wish it was after the college season was over. All right, Tony Camp, thanks so much for joining us. Continued success. Thank you. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 